0: Maybe now, there it is. I'm not going to start out yelling because that would be bad. So good morning or evening or whatever time of day it is, wherever you're joining us online as well. So good evening. Uh, Get that away from there. Uh, Just a few quick announcements so you know what's going on tonight. Uh, We are going to be, you know, singing songs after each candle gets lit. We're going to have somebody come up here and talk a little bit about the individual candle that they just lit, ignited. And uh, after each one, there will be a song to sing. Our worship team is here and they'll be leading them in it. Now in there, we got an escapee. Uh, (laughs) They usually wait till I'm preaching to leave. I don't understand. But, anyways, they're. <laughs> they, uh. Oh, I'm so lost now. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, after each, each uh person lights a candle, they'll be speaking for a few minutes, then there'll be songs to sing, and those words will be on the screen. Now, there are going to be two that you are, well, are more done for you. If you want to join in and you know the words, that's fine, but they'll, uh, they'll be more performed for you. It's more of a reflection, if you will, a reflective time. Later on, when we do the candle lighting, um, we'll be igniting it from the middle and then passing that flame out to you folks. Uh, the folks who have the Lit candle, leave yours up, because if you bend, you'll be dripping wax on the other person, which isn't nice. So leave yours up. And the person who is not lit bows, if you will, to the candle. All right? Uh, Was there anything else I was supposed to tell them? This, that, the other thing? No? Okay, we're all good then. You know, we'll welcome this evening. Christmas time is supposed to be a simple time, because we celebrate something, well, simple and yet profound. Simple, a birth of a child. Simplicity in a stall, in a manger, and yet, Emmanuel, God with us. Will you join me in prayer? Father God, thank you. Thank you for Emmanuel, God with us. It's a simple thought, and yet, how deep you came from heaven to earth to join with us, to teach us, not from a million miles away, but up close and personal. You came to heal. You came to die. You came to save. Father, for all those things, we are immensely and eternally grateful. Amen. To begin with, Dr. Alex.
1: first candle to be lit tonight is the prophecy candle, or the candle of hope. As we hear the words of the prophet Isaiah from chapter 9, verses 2 through 7, let us listen for the voice of our still-speaking God, and let us listen for the hope that's being spoken into our lives and into our world this Christmas season. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied exultation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing the plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Great will be his authority, and there will be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness, from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. May we be blessed by our hearing of these words. And so this passage instills in us a profound sense of hope by conveying a message of divine intervention and transformation, the, the arrival of this individual who's going to bring lasting peace and justice. In those words, we heard of the hope and joy brought by the birth of a child foretelling the arrival of this wonderful counselor, this mighty God, this Prince of Peace. It's a prophetic message that foretells the coming of Messiah, the one who will reverse all the wrongs and injustices in this broken and hurting world and set things right. We're told of a spiritual awakening and the arrival of illumination. The great light represents the revelation or guidance that will dispel the darkness. This imagery of light piercing through darkness signifies hope breaking through despair. This great light suggests the promise of guidance and understanding even in times of spiritual or mental or emotional darkness. In the Gospel of John, Jesus is referred to as the light who has come into the world. The life, the words, the teachings of Jesus are the light that we are called to see and to reflect in the midst of this darkness that we see in our world. Isaiah also uses the imagery of an enlarged nation, an increased joy that suggests the positive impact of God's divine intervention, comparable to joy of a bountiful harvest or victorious warriors. Drawing a parallel to military victories, the prophet foretells the liberation from oppression, the removal of burdens imposed by the oppressive powers that be. But it's important to understand that this wasn't meant to be taken literally as though the coming of someone called the Prince of Peace should lead to the expansion of earthly nations and increased use of military violence in our world. It's particularly poignant for us when, even as we sit here this evening, the the birthplace of Jesus, Bethlehem in the West Bank, is, is under siege. But not only would this prophesied figure not come into the world to exercise military might, he's going to do away with wars and the need for militarism altogether. We're told of the removal of yokes and bars and the cessation of battle, and this symbolizes hope for liberation from oppression and conflict. Discarded military gear becomes, hope, uh, becomes fuel for the fire that indicates a turning away from the strife of war into a hopeful era Of peace I don't know about you but that's a vision that I hope for and in verse 6 we're given this key verse prophesying the birth of a child the reason we celebrate this Christmas season a child who will bear the weight of leadership and be recognized by titles emphasizing his divine and peaceful nature the announcement of a child being born is always a powerful symbol of hope A new generation, especially one associated with uh, divine favor, leadership, brings expectations of positive change for a better future. But this child was given these special titles, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. These convey hope in the attributes and roles that this person will embody. These titles suggest wisdom and strength and eternal care and the establishment of enduring peace. This prophecy from Isaiah concludes with the assurance that the reign of this promised figure will be characterized by endless peace and justice and righteousness, and it will be established by God himself. And so this prophecy from Isaiah inspires hope by depicting a transformative and divine intervention that brings light to the darkness, liberates from oppression, and promises a future marked by the birth of this significant benevolent leader. The overall message is one of anticipation, optimism, for a better and more peaceful future. Now, of course, we rightly would say, well, the darkness hasn't been eliminated yet. It's not a thing of the past. Many people in this world of ours feel that their world is one of darkness and gloom. Pressures crowd upon us and beat us down. I'm sure we've all experienced that. And God just doesn't just wave a magic wand and sort everything out instantly. He requires us to exercise our faith to respond to God's call to be part of that light breaking into the darkness, to bring freedom from oppression, to bring restoration and transformation in our world. Because though the fullness of all that Isaiah prophesied has not happened yet, the individual whom Isaiah was prophesying has already come into our world as that baby born in Bethlehem. And through his Holy Spirit, he continues to be active in his followers. As we reflect on this Christmas Eve, Let's embrace the message of a hope, of a light dispelling darkness, and the promise of a Savior who brings enduring peace and divine guidance. When the world grows dark and the advance of evil appears unstoppable, may we never lose our vision of Jesus' light. When society seems uncaring and indifference predominates, may we never forget the warmth of Jesus' love. When people cry out for justice, but self-interest prevails, may we never lose the fire of Jesus' righteous anger. When we know we must speak out, but our tongue seems to shrivel, may we draw boldness from the truth of Jesus' proclamations. And when those we must confront are powerful and our hearts grow fearful, may we take strength from the courage of Jesus' actions. May this reflection inspire gratitude and warmth and hope In our hearts on this special night. Amen.
2: Please stand and join us.
3: As we light the candle of peace we consider what is peace? Where do we get peace? And who will give us the peace we desire? First, let's go to the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter 40 verses 3 to 5 we read a voice of one calling in the desert prepare the way for the Lord make straight in the wilderness a path for our God every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low, the rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This scripture foretells the coming of John the Baptist and his message to the world that a Savior is coming. When Herod heard from the wise men that a child was born that would be king of the Jews, he asked the teachers of the law where this child would be born. And they quoted Micah 5 too. But you, Bethlehem, Euphreda, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Then verse 5 reads, and he will be their peace. We see by the Old Testament that God promises a Savior to the world. Then we see at the birth of Christ, these prophecies are fulfilled. Do we have to wait for Christ's return to experience peace? Christ himself answers that question in John chapter 14 and verse 27, which reads, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Even with the world as messed up as it seems to be, Christ still gives us peace. Paul in his letter to the Philippians tells us, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident in all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. As we celebrate the birth of Christ, may, that, may we let the peace that only Christ can give us fill us throughout this season.
2: Please stand and sing a little town of Bethlehem. Candle of Joy, a reading from Luke 2 8 through 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord showed all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace to those on whom his favor rests from Psalm 146, five through 10. Blessed are those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The, The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Psalm 146 tells us, Blessed are those whose faith comes from the Lord, for he is the creator of heaven and earth and provides for all of our needs. God provides us with Jesus. Jesus is the one who brings fulfillment of the promises made to Jacob and all of Israel. Jesus brings justice and righteousness for all people through all generations. Jesus is the one who rescues us from the sin and suffering that we have endured. Jesus is the one that leads us from wandering in the wilderness like the Israelites to the everlasting life with the Father. And in Luke 2.10, the angels proclaim, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Did you hear that? All the people. <laughs> the good news of Jesus is for all to hear. That night, the shepherds, the ones out in the fields sleeping on the ground, were the first ones to hear the glorious message, a message that changes lives. What an emotional thing to experience. The shepherds probably had so many emotions fear, confusion, excitement, joy, and happiness. Both joy and happiness are emotions, but joy is not the same as happiness. Jo- the Bible defines joy. No. (laughs) Both joy and happiness are emotions, but joy is not the same as happiness, even though they are often used interchangeably. The Bible defines joy as a fruit of the Spirit, a gift given by the Holy Spirit when we join our lives with Christ. Happiness is often based on our circumstances and can quickly be changed by the things happening around us. In good times we feel happy, in bad times we feel sadness and sorrow, but joy is a gift given and is always with us, and it provides us with peace and contentment. So how do we find joy in the midst of our suffering? By turning to the Father and calling out to him in prayer. Through reading his word and gathering with others, our burdens begin to seem less to bear. You, my dear friends, are part of all the people. God's message is meant for all the ones described in those verses, and each and every one of us here in this room and beyond. Remember, the Lord remains faithful. He will never leave us nor forsake us, and this brings such joy to my heart, knowing that the Lord cares for all of us, regardless of our status and position, And this should give us joy, a joy that will last forever. Um, Would you pray with me? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you provide us with a joy, a joy that we don't have to fear, a joy that stays with us because we have hope in your promises. Amen. Please stand and join us singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing.
4: love. Tonight I'm reading from Matthew 1, 20 to 24. This was after Joseph considered quietly divorcing Mary. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because, this, what, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name The candle of love, also known as the angel's candle, for angels had played a big role in the advent. When the angel from, sent from God spoke to Joseph in his dream, Joseph understood what God was asking. Even though he was planning to quietly divorce Mary, he trusted God's word and co- he continued his marriage plans. Joseph's obedience to God's word shows how righteous he was. Joseph was faithful not only to God, but also to Mary. He was faithful to Jesus, even though he wasn't his own son. Joseph showed love to God, to Mary, and to Jesus. He goes on to protect and raise Jesus, loving him as his own son. Joseph loved God. He was faithful to God. We also need to be faithful and loving to God, for God is our Father, and he loves us more than we can imagine. John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life.
5: The world waits for a miracle The heart longs for a little Pope, oh come, oh come, amen. You a child prays for peace on earth, and she's calling out from a sea of hurt, oh come, oh come, amen. You. With the tears of a mother A baby's cry is the sound of love Come down, come down
0: Before I get started, I want to say thank you to all who have participated this evening. Our first candle was lit by Dr. Alex Wright. Dr. Alex Wright comes uh, from Houghton uh, University. Uh, I've known Alex, his wife and his family for a long time and many years. Uh, when he was still taking Greek classes, he had me proctor him. That was a mistake. but. Good man, I've known him for a long time. He comes and he fills in when I'm unable to be here. And next came uh, Dale Bigham. Dale's a, an elder statesman here, but not old. He's still, there's still joy in his heart and, the, and in his step. I find great comfort in talking to Dale. We have breakfast every once in a while. Miss Becky, our children's ministry director. She's joy personified. If you get time to speak with her, you know that. And Chris Wilson was our last, the candle of love. There's a whole adventure laid out before you, young man. God has great things for you. Thank you all. The worship team, I can't turn away because this mic doesn't cover me, but the worship team, thank you very much. Um, This doesn't happen without you guys. Thank you. On the screens was uh, Alyssa Agro, a a niece. I wanted to say nephew, and I get yelled at. A niece of of ours, and uh, just does a fantastic job. The Christ candle. John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Those prior candles, hope, peace, joy, love, they're not mere representations of of the character of Christ. They are true, lasting, pure hope, peace, joy, love, that resides in the person of Jesus. Let me try it this way. In in Genesis, we're told about creation. We're, We're told how God created all. Sun, moon, stars, planets, this planet. Oceans, lakes, valleys, mountains, grasses, trees, plants and animals, birds, fishes, animals big and animals small. But there's only one time where it is said, Let us create them in our image, and that's with people. Black and white, brown, yellow, male, female, tall, short, sinner, and saint, people are created in God's image. I and my wife have have three kids, and all of our kids have, well, some physical characteristic that resembles us. Paul is tall like me. Marky is more in stature like his mom. Katie has my jawline. When a child is born, we say, oh, they have their mother's eyes. Oh, look, I can see granddad's eyebrows over there. And oh, that's his dad's chin. I can see that. They resemble, they are the image of, but they are not the exact copy of. My kids are not the exact copy of me, fortunately for them. All of us, all people, since we are made in the image of God, have some characteristics of our Father in us. I mean, all people have or do want hope. All people have or want peace, joy, love. And I think that's born in us as an inborn trait of being human. But it's only a spark, or it's only an ember, if you will, if you have a fireplace you know those little embers that are in there not the roaring glowing log but those little embers not the flame we live in a world that is filled with dark just watch the evening news sometimes and don't think this is something new because it's not that darkness that's what John was writing about and it's still with us today But don't let dark make you afraid, for light always pushes back the dark. Dark only exists when light is not present. Light is not the absence of dark, but dark is the absence of light. The light of hope lets us know that we're not alone, that there's more than what we are currently going through. The light of peace lets us know that the tumultuous times and events that we are a part of do not need to be overwhelming to us. That peace can be yours, even in the heart. That light of joy reminds us that joy is found in the everyday stuff. It's found in a smile. It's found in our families, even when the dark is present. And the light of love allows us to see genuine love. The kind of love that, well, Paul wrote about in 1 Corinthians 13, right? Love is patient. It's kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. That's what that candle reminds us of. All of these lights are present in the one light. The light of the world. The Christ candle. Jesus. A light, a flame that can well, can live in you. You and I may have a spark of God's light in us as humans, but to have the flame to have the light in us only comes when Christ is part of us. And that light of Christ pushes back the dark, the dark of the world that we encounter, the dark of hopelessness, the dark of violence, the dark of unacceptance, the dark of humdrum, the dark of apathy, the dark of hate and separation. This Christmas Let the light that is Christ, not just light your candle this evening, but illuminate your life. Let it ignite a roaring fire in your life that will push back the darkness all around you. Let's pray. Father God, we are so thankful for your light. The light that was here at creation, the light that came on a dark night, the light that was given to us, with a child born in a manger. Father, thank you for the light. Thank you for your light, your hope, your peace, your joy, your love. We thank you for all of them and we thank you for Christ. Amen.
5: in love divine star and angels gave the sign bow to babe on bended knee the savior of humanity unto us a child is born Michelle. Son of God and Son of Man, there before the world began. Born to suffer, born to save, born to raise us from.
0: In a moment, we're going to be sharing the the Christ's light, each one of us. Um, I'm just giving you a heads up. We are going to be dimming and turning off the lights uh, for that to happen. So uh, I just want you to be aware of it. Go ahead. Customarily, we, uh, those two, customarily, we uh, sing silent night as we light candles. And we're going to keep with custom this evening. John tells us, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That thought should bring you great joy. In fact, That joy shouldn't just fill you tonight, but should fill you every night. And not just fill your heart, but fill it to overflowing, to spill into all the world. Will you join us as we sing Joy to the World? Before we leave, I wanted to say, uh, there was a group of folks I left out, and that was our tech team. Thank you so much. We might have been saying a lot of things, and no one would have heard us without them up there. So thank you all. The light of the world. May he not just be for you tonight, but be with you always. Amen. On your way out, there is a place to drop candles off. If you'd like to take it with you, you are more than welcome to. Have a good night and Merry Christmas.
6: <laughs>
7: no, we
3: did
4: not. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> Went very well. My mic wasn't on for the first three songs. <laughs>